that I was, I cast upon the fury of the sea. Welcome to a new episode of Letters from the Mezzanine. My name is Sarah, and I have a guest speaker here today to discuss Amazing Grace, the new Broadway musical, and I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, I am Carl Brian Williams. I'm an actor, playwright, and sometimes reviewer, and I wear hats uh, of teaching and education and a lot of other things theatrical. Yes, as as theater <laughs> artists do, I think everybody. Yeah, everybody I know, is right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. Um, but no, yeah, it's... Uh, it's, I'm very happy to have you here. The So you've already written a review of Amazing Grace. Yeah, it was a response to uh, the chief reviewers. Yeah, at comments. Um, High Drama, right? Yeah. So I I guess we could start with like our initial impressions. Like what did you, what did you think overall? <laughs> you know what? And it's funny because I've been having this conversation with so many people. Uh-huh. While I was at the show, I think I was, I was swept up, but I kept on... Like with my little Malcolm X finger up pose, and I'm looking so suspiciously at everything happening on the stage. And then I'm like, but this cast is really talented. Like, they are yeah. really winning me over with their performance and the way things are. But then it's, uh, as I wrote in the review, it's how I felt the morning after. <laughs> I felt like, okay, so I was swept up because I'm a believer, you know, I was raised Roman Catholic, all of that jazz. <laughs> and so, of course, hearing Amazing Grace being sung so beautifully, I'm like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this is like, yes, yes, yes. But then I'm just like, oh, my God, do I care about John and why this, why now? Why this man's mm-hmm. life right now? <laughs> of all the stories to tell, am I so concerned with conversion and what does that mean uh, for us moving forward theatrically and putting things on Broadway? That's supposed to take us somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting time in our in our history for race relations. At least, like, right now, it's an interesting time for race relations with all the, um, you know, police brutality and all that, all the discussions that are being raised from that. Um, so it's like, I feel like if you're going to do a Broadway show about slavery or about race, like, you should have something to say. But at the same time, I feel like, why? You know, like, we have Broadway musicals about, like, crazy, you know, stupid stuff. And, and that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it is always this debate about uh, who gets to police art. And I just I just feel, though, that, yes, the performances are good. Like, Chuck Cooper, I, I gave Chuck Cooper a standing ovation because I thought, you know what... It, it must have been difficult to play. It was difficult for me to watch this role. And then at some points, I couldn't help uh, Eva, who's, who was the chief reviewer. She sat beside me, and she kept on, oh, he had a Kunta Kinte moment. And I was just like, yes, that's it. Uh-huh. The Kunta Kinte <laughs> moment. That was a breakthrough back in the day. And I'm just thinking, are we still there? Like, um, you know, this say right. my name. That's not my name. And him just painfully singing and performing and doing it so well and this is not to belittle servitude because 
the reality of the situation was at that time, yes, this was a servant and some of the servants did love their master. But then even that love, that love is like italics in slanted. Uh, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, the you know, I felt and the person that I was with also felt kind of like, um, you know, you, you have the so the two like main black characters are both servants. Yep. Um, and they're both uh, reluctant to give up mm-hmm. their turn positions. the other cheek. Let me tell you, it is <laughs> it is the classic believer type of <laughs> yeah. anthem musical. You know the forgiveness. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, so you so there are two main black characters are both like kind of excusing slavery, um, which you know I understand how that might be like a. a complex like psychological issue um huge <laughs> but and, yeah and and interesting to to tell in the story it's very um, yeah i don't think they necessarily did that though <laughs> like they didn't tell no um, but then they it's funny very because you look at that and then you think uh you think some people be like you know well this is this is bs you know like would they really act like that but then fast forward to that harrowing uh, this display of of uh, the, the 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 idiot that the psycho the terrorist that shot those nine people oh, in the church uh-huh. yeah. and when you listen to them confess and forgive mm-hmm. this person like mm-hmm. and I heard Tahini Coates talking about it on on uh, <laughs> the other day and he was like he may not relate to that that may not be the way he would do it but he does not want to uh their response in terms of forgiveness should be is is a legitimate response as well because there are people like that there are people who are who are christian who are believers who are religious who are people of faith and are able to forgive the most heinous things happening to them Mm -hmm. and so we see Fine, this is done, uh, you know, 18th century, 19th century, coming through the centuries, and today we are witness to this oh. in this country. So to say that that BS that we saw in Amazing Grace is not exactly true. What it is, is very difficult to, to consume, and I found it difficult to, to consume all of that, this, this, yeah. this, this saving thing. Do you think I, it uh, would have been a better musical if there were black characters who were, you know, fighting or who were abolitionists or who, who had, you know, who were actively... Um, well, if they were given more voice, they, they had a chorus member. I'm not sure of his name, but he was among them. But then he got shot. Among and the then abolitionists. He, right. Yeah, yeah. And then, then he died. And then you have... Yeah. Then you had... Uh, the princess from Sierra Leone who uh-huh. who died, who is who is oh, finding her I, way through through a system uh-huh. that and 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 you may hate her or like her, but this was reality of the situation. You know, she <laughs> and oh lord. Right. Well, I mean, because <laughs> a problem that I think the musical faced and and other movies about you know minority students that, you know, like the, the kind of white savior complex mm-hmm. where you, so you have uh, basically what it is, is like, it's it ostensibly is a story about, you know, uh, black kids or the black population or Latino kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, uh, 
the young, naive uh, white person come in and kind of fix the situation, right? I know. And, that, that's um, like every high school movie except for the one where, uh, you know, I think it was Morgan Freeman's principal. So here we have John Newton, played by Josh Young, mm-hmm. um, stepping in. And, and we don't even... We see his conversion at the end, right? He's he's a slave trader. I don't know how historically accurate this actually is. But um, he he's his father's company is, is basically slave trading. And, and he even sells slaves on the platform, on the... At the docks. Mm-hmm. At the auction and, block. Um, yep. On the auction block. That's what he That's did. That's I was thinking. He, by the end, he has decided to become an abolitionist, which is interesting because then that means that this musical isn't so much about the process of... I, I thought, I came in with the expectation that we were going to see like some of the politics or something, you know, like some of the action. No, we saw actually, a love story. We saw a love story, which wasn't even... Which it was they weren't tried. even They weren't even together. <laughs> For like the whole, uh, act. you know, that's the thing. It's it's this mu- it's become this musical about two great endings: the ending of Act One, visually stunning, mm. and then the end of Act Two, uh, the you know the end of the show with that big number. And then in between, you're forcing this love story on us about this, and, and you're giving your the, the main female character that, of course, the love story is between two white people. The, 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 uh, if you if you want to call Chuck Cooper's character. Uh, that that that's a different kind of. It's also uh, yeah. It's master. also the love story between the audience <laughs> and <laughs> Mr. Slave. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I I, I just have a, a a big issue with the whole concept of conversion that the play is supposed to be about because that's how they're selling it. You know, this whole this guy you come see his conversion. It's about his conversion. Well, not really because I still don't root for him. I root mm-hmm. for Josh Young as the performer. And I'm not taking anything off, sings well, acts well. But the way it's written, I don't want to like him. He comes across as very entitled, very spoiled. And and all of a sudden, he's saved. And he gets to... And the one person in the show, the woman who could put him in his place, she dies. Because it's it's as if um, it's set up like she's kind of having this sexual attraction towards him as well. So she feels pity on him. Everybody's taking pity on him. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why must this be set up? Like every stage of the musical, there are enough scenes where there's so much understanding and pity on the character. And I guess there's some truth to that back in the day. Who knows? But for me, where does that take us in the 21st century with this musical? I believe that you could have the story of how Amazing Grace was written and show his conversion and really get into it. Like, the struggle. Yeah. I didn't feel the struggle. Yeah. I didn't feel that struggle. So at the end of it, I'm just like, when Chuck Kufa takes his hand and gently pats him on the jaw, I, I'm just like, please whack him. Somebody needs to whack him. <laughs> when the girl takes him and she's supposed to be in love with him, I want her to slap him. I want yeah. somebody to kick his ass. Well, I mean, and it's I don't like know. I don't know how it's a love story because she she basically I like I had didn't sense any chemistry really between them and they like she her interesting thing is her move her involvement in the movement but then you hardly get anything all of that's kept very vague. Thank you. It's too and, vague. They 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 and, they're going for the comedy. Yeah. All of these scenes with the suitor yeah. that is played to the hilt, I felt like, oh, we're really in a, a British sitcom mood here now. Yes. We're going for all the witty retorts and everything. When you have the big glaring umbrella of slavery and abolition movement yeah. there, like, 
tack on to that. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't mean he can't be funny, because I think we've had plenty of, like, uh, very funny, but also very menacing. Of course. Um, but I, I mean, he get, I, I liked him. I actually liked his performance. <laughs> the, My only thing was, yeah. I felt that with beefing up a lot of his role uh, to try mm-hmm. and lighten things, which is where I thought that they just went for the easy way out. Yeah. It felt like, hey, let's just give them a nice musical formula. I mean, you already got people with Kleenex at the end weeping with, with Amazing Grace. The way it moves to that mm. song is powerful enough. Like, you don't need to sacrifice the the, the gravitas, uh, you know, or, or, or the real meat of the story and, and just to, to amp up the comedy. And yeah. then this love story that I'm just, uh, yeah. it's just, Which- no. But uh, I, yeah, I wasn't sold on because yeah, they spend like most of the musical apart. I was really interested in in the female character mm-hmm. for a minute, Ooh, but ouch. When, when when she when she saw what was going on at the auction block, which was a little contrived because in all her life she's never cared. I guess I don't know. You know, women have been oppressed to the point where I guess at that point they were supposed to just care about how they looked. I don't buy that, you see, because history tells us something else. So I thought that they were going someplace when they made her kind of steal away and go to that auction block because they want to paint her. The character seems to want to be this strong-willed, avant-garde woman, which doesn't fully materialize Mm -hmm. because, yes, they they allow her to push and she, she pushes through, but... Uh, it's just it's it's not it's not it's not fully it's not yeah it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fully swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then her big short. her big moment is uh, is singing for the prince. Or, Thank yeah. you. And it's like yeah, she's okay. singing for the love. So we and again, then, you know, we're getting Beauty and the Beast, and we're not supposed to get that. Uh, like like give us give yeah. us Frozen, give us go more <laughs> that way, give us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, give, give us Maleficent. Don't, don't, don't give us beauty. Give, give us, uh-huh. don't, don't, don't do that. And that's where I thought that she got cut off. The big song is this, this longing when it really could have been. Yeah, I, th- I thought she, she, she got the short end of the stick in terms of uh, characterization. Mm-hmm. Uh, not her performance. I just thought what she was given to work with. Uh, you know. About the last, so they sing "Amazing Grace" at the very end, right? They save the best, the best for last. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? What, what was your audience like? Well, it's so interesting you ask that question. <laughs> People beside me, you know, it, it was very mixed, and it's been mixed reviews. Uh, when you read the reviews and the commentary, like you have a whole bunch of people saying, "Oh, forget the critics. This is fantastic. Best thing I've ever seen." Church groups are going, and then I had two people who were behind me while everyone was giving the standing ovation, and they were just like, mm-hmm. "Well, that was a hot mess." Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you know he said it was a man, a woman, and, and uh, the the woman was just like, "You think we can bring church folk here?" And he's like, "Oh no, Mm-mm. they weren't Ooh. singing. They were not singing." And I thought, "Hmm, in all of the, you know, hoopla." There are some people that just uh, did not clap. A few people sat down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in the minority. Uh, the yeah. majority of, of, of the audience that I was a part of was definitely on board with this. Definitely. And did I you... think that that's what I said when I wrote a review. I said, that's what's going to keep its doors open. Mm-hmm. The, the people that love it and will tell 
other people to come see this in droves. Right. Well, yeah, yeah there is a big there's a big audience for um, for like church groups and stuff. I know, like I I had a friend who was involved in in uh, I don't know like some biblically based play, and they mm-hmm. were they were like really. Going for it, and they attract the producers because they were like, "Yeah, there's a big market for there, this." There is, will, yeah. And it's a community that sometimes has been has been underserved. You know, yeah. when people are just like, "Oh, they're bringing back fiddler." I'm like, "There is an audience for fiddler <laughs> on the roof. It doesn't matter how many times you bring it back." You know, and let's not forget all the things that have been panned, like Wicked was not received well, and huh. here is Wicked still going. Yeah, people are still interested in the Green Witch. Uh, you know, and and the great song and all of that. Yeah. But with with this though, I at times I just felt like I was I was back to to a little bit of roots at that moment, and then other yeah. times I felt like I felt like they, they could be onto something. But uh, it's the the emphasis on the main character and how it's that, that and that treatment. I just found it's it's it was just too much of a hard sell. Yeah, and uh, some people I've I've spoken to have said, "Oh, you know the way they they portrayed the slaves. You know they couldn't deal with that." I'm just like, first of all, there is nothing that they can put on the stage that for me could could portray the the, the, the horrors yeah. of what actually happened. And that is with, they, they, I I don't think it can be done with the Native Americans. It can't be done with the Jews. It cannot be done with Africa. And there and yet, I did see something called. Uh, trail of Tears okay. and that was so moving for me that was something at New York Poetry Cafe yeah you don't see people with all the the trappings and uh, you know this is all uh-huh. metaf- metaphoric and the staging is representational but it was still just just they, they yeah. didn't it was funny but it was they, they were saying something yeah and it was dealt with in a contemporary way I'm not sure the, the, the most contemporary treatment of this even though it's a period piece uh, was was the line that Newton himself says that they you know the, the crowds are the crowds are fickle mm-hmm. and they leave the theater and forget mm-hmm. uh, and you can swing that any way you want but I I don't know as a period piece yeah. I don't know what I leave with now thinking about it now I'm just like what what am I really leaving with so I now know the story of how the song is written but like with none of like I'm not gonna say I'm not going to believe that he wrote this song because of his conversion or because of his uh, love story with this girl. You know, like, it like it, it kind of skipped over what I thought were more important matters, like how he actually got, or how he actually was instrumental in abolishing slavery or, you know, about his... Yeah, um, even that. <laughs> bringing up the... Um, the auction block scene at the very beginning. Do you, like? Do you think it was effective? And I guess that's a very open-ended question. Let me, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me. I guess my thoughts when I was watching it was, um, like, I, I thought it was really fascinating to see that on stage because mm-hmm. you really don't. You don't get that. Nope. Um, but then I, you know, I, I constantly think about like film versus theater a lot and. Um, and how with film you can, you know, you can just get a close up of like 
someone's bruises or someone's, you know, mm-hmm. like infected wound or something and like automatically have sympathy for them. And in theater you can't do that. And in theater you can't be like as realistic as as in the movie, right? Like even if they did have like great makeup on mm-hmm. um on the slaves, you're you know, people in the back row of a theater are not gonna be able to see any of that. So it's um so I, I was constantly thinking about like whether uh, whether theater is a place for that kind of, or or if Depiction. it's the most effective place. It can be. It and, and it depends. They they were going for a lot of realism mixed in with fantasy, my opinion, <laughs> clearly. Okay. And I'm thinking, did they achieve this with that auction block scene? Uh, yeah. I also felt that way too when I saw an Octoroon. Mm-hmm. And they were doing a lot more representational type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's an auction block and people are being sold. Well even even you know Octoroon, you know, even Octoroon like resorted to like a photograph, right? For like yes. the, the most For, the exactly. final punch. To really know. to really um, cement it in. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't even like a so you know a stage reenactment of mm-hmm. of a lynching, right? They have like a photograph, a huge projection of a photograph, um, where that looked like it eerily moved and stuff. But uh, yeah, so I mean, even there, it was like, okay, maybe maybe we need images or we need film to kind of do what theater can't, which is like to to shock you or to give you like that real. Real, I, I feel like, hard and it depends because some people feel like they, they don't go far enough. And I feel I felt like that moment actually worked for me. I just think that other scenes after that didn't live up to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I felt like here you've shown us this brutality, bam, and then we move on from that. So mm-hmm. it, it seems like just decoration now. It's just, everything is just lightly mulled over. And I feel like maybe that's, maybe that was the intention to just give us these little, these little snippets and to just help us to, to for it to be palatable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. not to really take us in depth anywhere. Yeah. And I'm just over that. Uh, you've got, you know, um, my, Miranda. Uh, uh, Hamilton. You know, taking yes. everything, <laughs> t- taking a story that is a period piece and deciding, okay, we're going to own this. Yeah. I'm going to do this uh, my way. We're going to tell a period piece, but here what? No, we're using hip hop because I'm taking back some power right. here. And I think people want to <laughs> see, you know, they want to see like serious art or whatever. Yeah, I don't think they want to see this kind of bland. Mm-mm. We're not ready. Right. We're not ready. I mean, come on. We had in the year there was Memphis and there was Fela. And there were many who believed that Fela was better, but people weren't ready for Fela. As a mm. musical, because of the kind of musical it was. It wasn't, you couldn't really, some people said it's hard to compare it to Memphis because you can understand that Memphis is, Memphis is, has, it, it's formula. Yeah. It, it, it is, you know, you look at it, it's like, oh, it's a true musical. People are using these terms. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. But, but they didn't know what to do with Fela. They didn't know. And then some people are just like, I don't know, you know, the, the representation of the women. And, and, and it makes me wonder, are we ready to see these things? And sometimes I think we are, but some people aren't. Mm-hmm. And I find that Amazing Grace was probably trying to, let's throw 
the enslaved African bit in, in so people can see that this is, you know, we're serious about this. But then we pull back in other areas. Mm-hmm. We don't follow through. If this is about an, an ab- someone who is going to go into the abolitionist movement, then what moved him? Mm-hmm. What really was the turning point? Was it the dad, the, the dad coming back to say that, oh, Lord, it was just... Yeah, I, that was another thing I wasn't <laughs> clear about. Like, was it because he was enslaved himself? Because um, even after he becomes, you know, he becomes a slave to uh, to the Sierra Leone queen. Who, princess, who I think is also, Pei. like, a problematic... <laughs> Very problematic. <laughs> ...portrayal of a black... Yeah, angry black woman. <laughs> well, but, but my thing is, I'm just picturing, okay, in 21st century lens, that's how probably some people could see her. But I'm just thinking true. back then, yeah. what power did well, women very have? very exoticized, too. I mean, she's oh, wearing that, like... The costume, this the... is, you know, like, could she be any more sexy? <laughs> any more, you know? And, and okay, so the, that is a historical fact. Women had to use whatever they had to in order to, to feel empowered uh-huh. at the time. So if it is that a man's, you know, in order to, you know, just use their their power, it's sexual power, mm-hmm. brain power, whatever, mix it all up and get to achieve what they needed to achieve. My problem is, again, she sympathizes with him. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering what, okay, what hardship did you really face to make us now really be on your side when you convert and write oh, this wonderful yeah. hymn. Yeah, in fact, I think, like, the moment he converts is when, he, when the ship almost, like, crashes and he almost dies. He almost loses his life. Like, so it's just like, okay, so <laughs> you went to, you know, the African coast, you were in an African nation, you saw this, it... it you had your slave servant with you, and it's like, okay, I almost lost my life. I need to write a song about that. <laughs> it has um, nothing to do with my my servant, who now I realize, oh, I've been a complete a-hole to, and I need to <laughs> repent. It's 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 not. It doesn't come across yeah. that way at all. I I do feel like it, though. I want to like close with giving the show credit for like actually having, you know, African American issues on stage, you know, like, if this weren't at the theater, like, something else with an all-white cast, you know, would have been on it, and it's, like, that's beneficial in and of itself. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, uh, I'm with you, like, I just wish the storytelling were better, and the representation, like, and the voice that they gave the black actors in the show, uh, black characters in the show, like, yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't yeah, we, much we've got to move it. I think that's we've got to move it along. I, I think it's sometimes just not enough to say, oh, we've got we've got a Latino quota, the Asian quota. Everybody's in the show. No, I, I feel. What are they now doing? Because I also feel there is a cohort of actors who are getting very picky about their choices. Oh, really? As as <laughs> ba- I know, you're probably laughing, but it's true. So, <laughs> which is why they're probably hungry because they can't work. <laughs> Because it's like, because, you know, some people, and that's another thing other people are saying, like, you know, well, at least they got work, mm-hmm. you know, because there is that, like, you know, they're working and it's good to see so many black people on the stage while other people are just like, yeah, but what, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And what, what is this saying, this entire work really mm-hmm. saying? It feels like a story that is supposed to make you feel good about 
race. Oh, or like it, it's supposed to like purge you of feelings, like a cathartic kind of thing, where you know, like to to get rid of all our guilt. And in fact, like a lot of the audience in my show, at least, there were a lot of like white people in the audience singing Amazing Grace. Like I've never seen white people sing, like sing church. It's it's a kumbaya like moment and, of, um, of Midtown. And and I was just like. And so, and, and I, I agree with her in a way, like, I, like, I don't know what kind of feeling, if we're supposed to feel good afterwards. And like you said, maybe it is the morning after, like, that, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wait, it was fun at the time. <laughs> but, yeah. but, let's read the newspaper now. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, well, thank you for, do you have anything to add? It depends on when this is coming out. I, I, I would just say there are lots of things to go support. Go go All go right. watch a fringe show. I'll go watch uh, summer culture projects have a summer reading series. I've got oh, my yes, play in there. Right. It is and I, I'm all about supporting uh, new work and I work in link. development. I'll link you know. to I'll link to your stuff. Yeah. Now. All right, cool. Yeah. Yay, thank you.